0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: How did Chrissy Blaze get into astrology?
0: Well, it seems to have been a a lifetime thing, really. It's one of those, um, I first saw a chart when I was only 14. My aunt was into things like that, and she showed me a chart, and it was kind of a weird thing because I just seemed to recognize it. I understood it. But since then... It's been a lifetime of, of learning. I studied, as you say, in the Faculty of Studies in London, Astrological Studies. And I've taught astrology and I've written about it. And it's great because I've been able to help people with many issues. But after a while, I realized that my main interest was um, to help people, not just to sort of answer questions about their relationships and so on, which is important for all of us, but to help them to grow, to get through the difficulties, the challenges, the opportunities. And this is called a, a type of astrology called evolutionary astrology. And this is what I'm really interested in. Um, I tend, astrology tends to follow patterns. Mm-hmm. They're patterns of our karma, which are gained through the many lives. And in this life, an astrologer can look at a person's chart and see the patterns and help people to avoid falling into the same traps over and over again, which we tend to do. So,
1: well, as you helpful. got as you got into this, and uh, your aunt helped you along, did you have anybody who was truly influential in your studies that uh, really uh, helped you along?
0: Uh, with astrology, I was kind of very much a loner, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I was at the college, but I did a lot of studies on my own. I got into charts. So, no, I think I. it was mainly my aunt, and then later on uh, I met Dr. King, my spiritual teacher, my master, and he helped me in other ways, but connected to astrology, learning about uh, a person's growth and evolution. So I suppose you could say that.
1: Was astrology trial and error for you? Did you get better and better and better the more you did it?
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, when you start, it's very... um, Concerning because you're dealing with somebody's life here, and you certainly can't take it lightly. Um, But on the one hand, astrology can be a very helpful guide if you, in a very short period of time, you can help people. But if you're looking at a whole chart and somebody has some really in depth questions, then that can be difficult, and it takes many years, I found, to really hone it down. I mean, I know an astrologer who's a very good analytical astrologer. Uh, but he didn't have the intuitive approach, and he said to somebody once, uh, you'll try something twice, and you haven't succeeded, but the third time you will. And that person committed suicide.
1: Oh, so, my gosh.
0: Yeah. So you can see patterns, but you've got to look deeper than that. You've got to, you know, use your intuition, and it takes a while to develop that, really.
1: Tell me the t- t- about the title to your book, Earth, Astrology's Missing Planet. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah, well... Um, I think the Earth is a planet that uh, traditional astrologers don't take into account. And over the years, I've been teaching classes, uh, and people have often said to me, students have often said, why don't we take the Earth into account? And it seems obvious, because here we are on the Earth, um, we're touching this planet every day of our lives, and yet in astrology, we take into account the farthest planet, like Pluto. Pluto but not the Earth. So it doesn't really make sense. And then I remember also when I was young, uh, my my great-aunt my, uh, left me some books. And one of them was, you probably know the book, uh, George Alice Bailey book called Esoteric Astrology. Yes. Yeah. it's one of the and, classics. Uh, there was a, it's, it's kind of difficult to understand because it's a whole different approach to astrology. But there's one line that just caught my attention. And that is, there will come a time, and I'm, paraphrasing here when astrologers will have to take into account the influence of the earth and that always you know how you read something george and it kind of sticks with you over the years it just stuck with me and i kept thinking well i was waiting for someone to come up with with um an analysis of the earth in person's horoscope and they never did and finally (laughs) a couple of years ago i wrote the book so um there could be other information out there. I'm sure there is, but I, don't, I think my book is probably quite unique in the way that it's written.
1: And you believe the Earth is a living specimen, basically. It's the Gaia theory, isn't it?
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's so much evidence of this. Um, now, of course, in the past, people, wise people, knew that the Mother Earth was a living intelligence, highly advanced. More alive than any of us, you could say. And um, you're right, it was the Gaia hypothesis by James Lovelock, I think it was, in 1979. He proposed the idea, first of all, well actually not first of all, but he did propose it fairly recently, that the Earth is a a single living entity. And actually before him in the 18th century, uh, James Hutton described the Earth as a type of superorganism. And there are many, many other examples about the Earth's breathing. This is very interesting. Uh, John Nelson wrote a book called The Breathing Earth, and he put together a year's worth of uh, seasonal transformations of the Earth and what these look like from outer space. And once these are arranged in a sequence, you can see the Earth's in-and-out movement as if she is breathing. And... um, Also, in 2008, I think it was, fairly recently, um, a website called space.com published published a news item that said the Earth's atmosphere was known to breathe in a cycle lasting nearly a month. But now, scientists are saying that the planet takes a quick breath every few days, which was unexpected. So these are evidence uh, of what the uh, indigenous uh, cultures, many of them, believed. And many mystics have believed for centuries that the Earth is a very advanced living being. And you just have to look at the Earth and realize um, that she's so uh, abundant and uh, is able to give us everything we need on this planet. She's
1: been good to us. I wish we'd been good to her, but she's been good to us.
0: Yeah, that's a fantastic point. I mean, she really has been incredibly... Uh, given us everything we need, and we take her for granted. And this is the big point of this book, actually. It's not just to tell you what the Earth means in your horoscope, which I think is important, but also um, to gain that reconnection with the Earth, which we've lost for the most part. Not everybody, of course, but I'm just looking at the planet as a whole. We just take the Earth for granted as like a something to take as much as we can from, And not even think about giving anything back.
1: How important are the planets to astrology?
0: Well, the planets are everything, yeah. The planets, I I believe they're all living intelligences. um, And they're constantly radiating out their energies um, throughout the solar system. And um, they create a kind of cosmic symphony. uh, And these energies are constantly. because as above, so below, affecting not, not just humanity, but all life on this planet and life on the other planets too. And what people don't seem to realize is that all the planetary influences we go through, and most people know of some, like they know about the, the new moon and the full moon, they know about Mercury retrograde and various things like that. All of the things that happen to us um, are good, they're designed to help us to grow but because we are so out of whack with what we should be doing on this planet then sometimes they're very painful the periods we go through
1: how important is earth in the astrological chart or are like, they all important
0: yeah they're all important i mean the sun is the most important it's the sun is the life giver of obviously it's our vitality it's our creativity and, uh, sometimes when people say, well, I'm nothing like my sun sign, which is often the case, my, my feeling is that when I say to them, well, actually you should be, uh, the first thing we need to do is embrace the power of our sun sign. And that's really, I mean, astrology is complex. You can study it for lifetimes and you still can't get to the bottom of it because you're looking at the whole, uh, cosmos, the, the, the solar system at least. And, um, But just knowing your sun sign and really understanding that and really embracing it and kind of using it as a tool is very important. But the Earth is also opposite the sun, and it's extremely important, I've discovered, um, in my analysis of this.
1: Now, when you do astrological readings on people, you'll do that next hour with our listeners. Do you use the planets? What, What do you use?
0: Well, actually, if they're just giving me their birth date, uh, the month and the day I think they're going to give me, all I can use really is, I use the sun, and um, I, know, I kind of know what's happening now in the heavens, so I kind of they give, I put their sun in the middle of the chart of today and can look at kind of more or less what's going on very, very quickly.
1: Are constellations important to astrology?
0: Uh, not really so much for Western astrology. It's Vedic astrology uses the constellations, but Western astrology doesn't uh, use the constellations. Even though it's very confusing because the signs of the zodiac um, have the same names as the constellations, but they're not—they're completely different, actually.
1: I mean, all of us have a birth sign. How important is that? Like, I'm a Gemini.
0: Yeah, I thought you must be a Gemini, George.
1: How'd you know that?
0: Well, you're like the messenger aren't you' you're, you know this is your destiny is to communicate uh,
1: at least one of them truth. is <laughs>
0: <laughs> that really is your the sun and your opposite planet is Sagittarius interestingly if you're Gemini, so it's like uh to f- probably with a Gemini when you're younger you're probably into everything right everything always is
1: inquisitive
0: inquisitive yeah you're asking the question why and you're into this and into that and into the other. But the, the Earth sign in Sagittarius is moving you into a, a, a sort of a focused direction. And not everybody makes it, but uh, you obviously did, because this is your destiny, that you're here. Obviously, the paranormal subjects is probably something that you've been interested in all your life, I would yep, say.
1: Yep, sure and has
0: been. You're where you're meant to be.
1: <laughs> uh, is astrology something that will be for somebody or could be? In terms of predictions?
0: Um, well, are you saying is it fatalistic or not?
1: Well, not necessarily fatalistic, but I mean, is it changeable?
0: It's changeable,
1: absolutely. If you do a reading on somebody, does it mean it will happen or it could happen?
0: Yeah, it's interesting you ask that, because people who don't believe at all in astrology, it probably will happen. <laughs> They'll fall into it, if right. you Right. Like. But if you are aware of even small things, you can actually um, avoid traps you could fall into. And this is the type of astrology I do. If I see, for example, somebody is coming out with a, a difficult health period next year, then I can um, sort of focus on helping them to you know, overcome their bad habits health-wise and get into a routine of You know, people still have to do it, but, you know, I can suggest certain things that can alleviate the period that's coming up. If it's a relationship problem, you can sort of bring up things in advance where they can sort of sidestep it, not sort of fall into it. So it helps you to change what could be, if you know what I mean.
1: Chrissy, has, has the computer world helped astrologers?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean... Fantastically. The great thing is now that everybody can be an astrologer just by getting some computer software. So when I trained, it was in the 80s um, in London, we didn't use computers. We had to use logarithms and so on. And that was kind of fun. But everything's so much easier now and quicker now. I think this is a good thing. It's part of this age in which we're living, you know, that uh, things are fast, they're quick. And because astrology is so useful to everybody, just to even know a little. Um, then I think it's a great thing. Yeah.
1: How do you use astrology for yourself?
0: Um, well, okay. I use it quite a lot. How do I use it for myself? I look at where the planets are, where they are today. I'm looking. Do you at do it them. every where day? Right now, I'm looking at them and thinking this is a fantastically um, powerful day for me, actually. <laughs> And I sort of see where Mars is sitting right on my Sun, and that means that Mars is the energy, is the planet that gives you energy, and uh, it's a time to begin things, and the Sun is your vitality and your creativity. So together, that this is a kind of a power day for me. I look at that.
1: Now, do you and do then, this every day?
0: No, I can't say I do. No, I'm not that interested. But for major, for myself actually, for major um, alignments and. Things like the new moon, I'd like to know where that is. Actually, tomorrow's a new moon, so this is good for everybody. Um, it's in Virgo, and it, it's a very good time to begin things, to um, plant seeds, if you like, uh, not just in the garden, but you know, in your life. Um, that's a kind of a new moon type of thing to do.